Hey, yo, welcome everyone to episode 99 of Today in the Scene. I'm Joe with Indie Arcade Wave, and I just want to say thank you for checking us out. If you like what we're doing here at Indie Arcade Wave, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. It helps us a ton. The wave will keep growing, and we can all ride it together. So this week, we're going to be diving into another indie. I know we talked about Crab Volleyball last week, which is an awesome indie. We're going to step away from the arcade for a minute, and we're just going to go straight up indie PC and we're going to talk about a game that i've been playing for a couple months now uh, i met these guys locally at 2d con it's a little convention in minneapolis and the game is super fun the game's called teramachi it's a card battling monster game that's kind of hard to describe because it takes a lot of elements from other games but let's just have pat kind of dive into this how you doing today pat hey joe i'm doing good thanks for having me yeah thanks for coming on i'm happy to talk about the game again um again finally um, but the second I played this game and I don't give this out lightly, um, I was having a ton of fun. Like I loved the game. I thought it was super cool, super fun. Um, and I didn't even play it at 2D con. I didn't play until I got the alpha off here as his discord, which if you oh. want to try out the game, you can jump on the discord right now and get that. I'll put the link below, but, um, let's just jump into you, Pat. Like, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know there's, it's you and Drew who are the development team and Drew is in brazil on his way back from brazil something like that so we're gonna we're gonna talk to you about the game um and then we'll bring him in on another episode so just introduce yourself uh i'm pat i'm the the game engineer for teramachi uh also real nice labs this will be our our first game uh as joe said uh uh drew not with me today traveling he's the the other half of the of the game um so i do the the game engineering uh we're all unity um and drew is the uh server guy he's our back end whiz um he does a lot of our kind of more business side dealings uh you know any sort of contract stuff we have to do he's sort of pulling those strings um so yeah awesome yeah um the game so what is teramachi and what should players expect when they start playing this game i'll throw some gameplay footage so they can see what's happening but just kind of describe the game to us Sure. Uh, I, I suppose in a, in a sentence, it's a, uh, a sort of monster-based, uh, roguelike card-playing uh, battle auto battle game. So uh, it draws a lot from uh, Pokemon-style games where uh, it's uh, evolution-based monsters, all based on different types of elements and animals and stuff like that. Um, so you basically start the game drawing cards of different types of uh, monsters that we call Machi. Uh, and as you progress through the game, you kind of get more and more, uh, you know, sort of dangerous and higher ability monsters uh, that you build your team with and evolve. You can play items to and, you know, buff them. And then you send them into battle where you play against uh, other online players and your teams basically just auto battle it out. And you kind of you just get to sit back and and watch your team play out. Um, so uh, from a, from a low level, um, you know, someone who's not familiar with the game, you can certainly get away with just sending in a team of guys that you like and just watching it play out and uh you know the last monster standing that team wins um but as you start to dive a bit deeper into the game you start to find some of the strategy of just synergy between the monsters um because uh the battle is all ability based so different monsters have a unique ability that will trigger either in battle or in the staging scene where you're playing your cards that could have an effect like you know when you get hurt you, uh, you know, do something, you know, maybe grants HP to the guy behind you and uh, where you can really start to get crazy with your teams then is that guy behind him could have an ability that is designed to trigger off of that guy in front of him. So guy in front 
when he gets hurt, he heals the guy behind him. That guy, when he gets healed, he does damage to the enemy team. So what you can try to do is start to build these teams that, you know, kind of have these crazy strings of abilities just going on. And by the time you get to some of the later turns, you know, and the other teams are doing that too, all of a sudden sparks are flying and, you know, uh, it's just animation triggering after animation. You sort of get that, uh, you know, what any gamer is looking for, which is, you know, just animations flying off the board and uh, uh, you kind of get the satisfaction of building a team that does well. So you're playing against, uh, uh, it's it's an asynchronous multiplayer game. So when you go into battle, uh, your team is basically getting uploaded to a server that other other future players will play against when they're on that turn. Um, and you're drawing against from, or you're, you're, you're drawing from other online players that are probably more matched to your skill level. Uh, but then we do also have a uh, live online multiplayer where you can create a lobby and play with your friends. Uh, we just released an update where you can add friends to a friends list and you can build lobbies. Uh, you can do tournaments and stuff like that. Um, and then down the road, once we've established a bit of a player base, um, we'd really like to have, you know, sort of matchmaking uh, ranked modes. Uh, and we've got, a, we've got a whole list of stuff planned as long as we can, you know, get the player base to get there. So, Right. Yeah. I mean, the game's fun. The way it's laid out is really good. I'm glad you guys have a lot of plans for the future. Obviously, um, even just since I've played it last, it took a vacation. Um, you guys have done a ton. You've updated a whole bunch of different things. You've added new features to the game, and you guys are really working on it. So let's let's go back to the start. Like, where did this idea come from, and how did you guys bring it all together? Sure. So uh, I suppose to take a step even even farther back than when we came with the idea for a game, uh, Drew and I met. Uh, what, six years ago now at our first software jobs, uh, our first day at the same company. And uh, six months after starting that job, we were uh, uh, building, you know, small Android games and stuff in my house. Um, and then so over the course of the last few years, um, you know, as we both worked different jobs, we would still, you know, every once in a while, we'd sit down and say, hey, you know, we've got an idea for this game, let's try making it. And, you know, most times we would uh, just end up getting busy or just sort of can it, decide we were just weren't really ready yet. Uh, you know, fast forward to now this past fall, um, getting close to a year ago, we were having a uh, Friendsgiving celebration at Drew's house. And, um, you know, towards the end of the night, it was just Drew and I and a couple of friends. And uh, Drew and I sitting across from the table with each other start sort of like coming up with ideas for what we think would be good elements from a game. Um, you know, I, I think what a lot of game developers do and really artists of any medium uh, does is sort of take really great successful elements from certain games and see how it could sort of mix, mix and match with elements from other games. And then, you know, the, the magic obviously then being your own, uh, you know, sort of uh, take on those things as well. So uh, at that Friendsgiving, we sort of started spitballing back and forth saying, oh, what if we did this? And, you know, it had this and that and it sort of just turned into this firestorm of us getting really excited about it. Like, oh, yeah, I think I think this is a really great idea. Uh, all we have to do is just actually figure out how to execute. Um, and so we said, okay, let's, uh, we're really busy right now. Let's wait a month. And then, uh, over the Christmas break, we're going to sit down and we're going to start building this thing. And so after that first initial dev session, we're like, okay, next step is obviously how do you see it through and stick with development, you know? Um, and so we decided, okay, every other weekend, Drew's going to come over to my house and we're just going to buckle down and do nothing but just work on this game. And uh, we stuck to that. And so every uh, weekend since this very beginning of this year, Drew has been on and off at my house working on this game. Um, and uh, he's working his his day job, um, basically, you know, keep 
keep both of our lights on uh, and fund the development. Um, and then I'm able to do it uh, full time. Um, and so, yeah, so it's it's definitely a grind. I mean, like you like you said, you were just out of town for a couple of weeks and we've added a bunch of stuff. I mean, we're really just grinding on it and, and trying to make it happen. So, uh, yeah. And so I, I supposed to go back then and talk about just the ideas for the game. Uh, Pokemon obviously being a big influence uh, just in the way that monster des- monsters are designed and, uh, you know, just the whole idea of evolution and different element types. Uh, I think both of us as, you know, 90s kids who grew up with Pokemon, uh, I, I'm maybe this is uh, blasphemous to say, I know to, to a lot of Pokemon fans, but uh, personally feel that a lot of the charm that was initially there in the first generation of Pokemon was sort of I won't say lost, but certainly faded, I think, as, as time went on um, with the newer generations. And so I think what we were trying to do with uh, coming up with the ideas for the monsters and just the overall design was sort of trying to recapture some of that uh, approach, even if we can't capture the, the the real magic that, you know, like, I don't, I don't think we're expected to go and just create Pikachu all over again. Um, but taking that sort of more organic approach and like personable approach to the monsters where we feel that approach from Pokemon started to get a little bit more, more mechanical over time. So I think part of that is looking at monsters and sort of, you know, uh, giving, giving them some personality and more intention in the design and stuff like that. And, you know, don't just, uh, you know, no, no filler really, I, I think is part of what we're after. Um, and that really just goes for our game design approach overall too. You know, we don't want to create shovelware or, you know, just filler games to put out there, just make, you know, what is worth making. Um, then I suppose is from a more uh, uh, gameplay sort of angle, then uh, there's obviously the the, the card playing uh, roguelite genre as a whole. Uh, so I think Slay the Spire was probably my first experience with those style of games, which then Monster Train and then, uh, Similar in that vein, then there's a game called Super Auto Pets that uh, Drew introduced me to that was like, okay, there's there's a lot of cool stuff about this game. It's it's definitely a, a very simple design, um, but that's intentional. And I think they do it successfully. It's just a different approach to game design than I think what we're going for. Um, so I think as far as the gameplay goes with creating a team and uh, playing against asynchronous other teams online, uh, there's a lot of uh, influence from that game, certainly. Um, and then, so it's sort of, uh, got elements of that mixed with, you know, the whole Pokemon aesthetic and uh, like evolution design uh, mixed with, you know, some of just the classic card playing like roguelite elements of, you know, drawing cards, uh, you know, random chance, stuff like that. Um, so going on a, a roguelite run, start to finish uh, and sort of, you know, playing with the cards you're dealt literally. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. The, the whole idea behind it, the influence is very clear. Um, and I think it came out really well. You guys did pick really good elements from different games. Um, who came up with the monsters and what's your favorite one? Uh, so the monsters, uh, well, I think we've got, uh, 76 all included right now between base monsters and evolutions. Um, that was sort of a long process where the first, uh, five months of development, you know, we didn't have any of the art that you see in the game right now. And so we're working with, uh, you know, just like filler, like placeholder art and just building the core bones of the game. Uh, and then, you know, finally, we, what we were really looking for was just a, a really good uh, artist to, you know, make the stuff for. It. And it was hard to just find someone we just thought was just okay, but still sink the money, you know, what limited, you know, financial resources we had into something that was also just going to be placeholder. Um, 
So we had some monsters in for a while that uh, Drew had drawn. He's got a design background. I think before getting into software, he had gone to school for graphic design. Um, so he had a bit of a knack for that. I think he and I both just as developers uh, vibe in the sense that we're not uh, just programmers. You know, I think we both have uh, an eye for design and uh, UI UX overall. Um, so as we started getting into uh, the phase of, you know, having to come up with, you know, our own original designs, you know, it's time to move on from the placeholder art, get something in that is ours so we can start sharing it with people. Um, and so we kind of had a lot of, we started creating a lot of different tools. Um, so like I'd mentioned, uh, Drew is kind of the, the back end whiz. So he's good with uh, servers and, you know, quick, you know, building uh, websites, stuff like that. So uh, uh, he built some tools that we started using to try to just like, come up like auto-generate, you know, mix and match. We'd create these big lists of like, uh, what if, you know, you mix this element with, you know, this animal mixed with this sort of characteristic. And, you know, we got some okay ideas from that. Um, but I think overall, uh, the majority of what we went with now were mostly uh, designs that were were come up with intentionally. And so um, we, we, we split that load a lot of the way. And then um, as we started got the ball rolling, I kind of went back to, uh, you know, hard building the game, you know, keeping that ball rolling. And Drew uh, was, you know, kind of coming up with a lot of the combinations. And uh, um, basically, at that point, we had found a sketch artist. Uh, and so coming up with those ideas, and he's sending them to the sketch artist, sketch artist comes up with something, sends it back, you know, a couple back and forth of just revision and sort of like, just kind of pushing him in the right artistic direction of the style we're looking for. Because um, we want something that looks hand-drawn. Um, we uh, don't really want the sort of, uh, there's a lot of 2D games that really have the sort of vector art look, um, but we really wanted to capture the sort of hand-drawn look that almost like, uh, you know, old Pokemon cards would have, where it's a hand-drawn look um, with maybe sort of like a, a watercolor sort of sort of feel. Um, so we found a really good sketch artist then that, uh, you know, Drew is communicating with and kind of coming up with more monster designs and stuff like that. Uh, and this this guy was was great. So he's coming back with stuff that is like, okay, yeah, that's you know, uh, it, it's really awesome to pitch an idea to someone, be like, hey, this is like what we have in mind for this. Here's kind of some reference material, um, and it comes back like, okay, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's pretty much exactly what we were looking for. So we have that sketch artist then who we get the stuff from once you know, like Drew's gone back and forth with him to kind of uh, uh, get the get the vision sort of refined. That then goes to another artist that we had found that uh, is an illustrator. Um, so she has done uh, all the, the coloring of the monsters in the game. So she had kind of, uh, we had told her the style we were going for, and she had come back with a, sort, a couple different samples. One that was, I think, uh, I think she had done a literal hand-drawn like watercolor by hand, and then a digital version of that. So you know, using, I don't, I don't know all the details of, I've never done the you know actual digital pencil drawing, but doing that same sort of style but digitally. And so that's the the version that we went with, and so. You know, that puts us at 76 monsters now. Uh, we would like to launch with 100. Um, I think we're definitely kind of pausing where we're at just to make sure that, uh, you know, I, I think keeping uh, a sort of intentional and restricted scope for periods of time can be really useful. So, you know, just focus on the base game, focus on the monsters we have now, make them all work really well together before spreading ourselves too thin and adding too many. And then, you know, just start with a good base and kind of build from that. Um, but we're really happy with what we've got now. Um, I, I think, 
I think I think it was you asked what my favorite monster was. I think it was one of the first ones we probably got back fully finished. Uh, you know, we would get big batches of sketches from the uh, sketch artist from a lot of the, the monster ideas that then we would send to get colored. And I think one of the first colored ones we got back, that was actually our first original, you know, piece of art that we owned that we were going to have in the game, I think was Grubble. And it just grabbed me. And I, I was like, wow, okay. Uh, it was a really exciting moment because it's like, okay, this art is really appealing, you know, with a game like this, no matter how much work here I put into building the bones, you know, the, between the gameplay, the server, that can all, you know, be technically perfect. But if the game doesn't look good with something like this, it's just it just doesn't work. Um, so I think that was a really exciting moment, whereas, you know, the, the vision was starting to realize itself. Um, so I, I think maybe there's a bit of bias for how much I like Grubble then, partially because of that, because it's tied to this really exciting moment of, you know, getting some of the art back and realizing, like, okay, well, this is starting to materialize a bit. Um, but also, I, I think just sort of embodies the... Uh, I don't know, just the cuteness aspect that a lot of Pokemon had. You know, I think we like to, part of our design approach was sort of having a healthy mix of guys that are just cute and adorable, but you got to send out to battle anyways, you know? Um, and then, you know, some just more badass guys that, you know, are just going to like chew up everyone else. Uh, but uh, so sort of having that balance, I think just aesthetically, but then also from a gameplay perspective, having both of those style of monsters serve their purpose in the terms in terms of the game. So, you know, just having guys who just are meant to chew up the other team isn't necessarily going to, you know, win you games, in, at least in terms of the whole scheme of a run. You're going to need guys that are going to help scale your team along the way, that are going to grant buffs to, to other team players. And a lot of those smaller cute guys are a little bit more about that. They're a little bit more about uh, being team players and helping the rest of your team, whereas, you know, the, the big, you know, aggressive guys are a little bit more just about, you know, getting, getting KOs and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean that said, I don't, uh, there's there's maybe only a, a handful of ones that we just I, I wouldn't say don't like at all, but there's definitely a good few that I think uh, as we get later down the road, you know, closer to full release, and we're getting a lot more made um, that will probably maybe get replaced with new versions. Uh, but yeah, so I, I suppose that's a really long runaround answer for for which one is my favorite. But I guess I'd have to, to go with Grubble purely purely from an aesthetic standpoint, not necessarily my favorite uh, ability player. <laughs> I mean, I think he's he's one of my favorites. He's definitely on like my main team just because of his passive. Like his that shield is so busted. Like if you get it at the <laughs> right point and you evolve him fast enough and he starts spreading it out to the whole team, like it right. is just busted. So, yeah. um, and I think you guys did a really good job of capturing what you're saying like you wanted the the early evolutions just like pokemon to be cute and like aesthetically pleasing and then the third evolution or the second evolution whatever it be um they look badass they look like fighters right. you know you you want to take them into battle so right. i think you guys did a really good job of balancing that and i don't want to go too long with this because obviously i i want to bring you guys back on to do uh right. a little bit more of a conversation about like the back end stuff more technical stuff yeah. But what are your plans for the game in the future? Like, what are a couple of features that maybe you want to tease now that you you really want to put in the game? Sure. Um, I, I suppose without just actually diving into logistics of, you know, timing and uh, the roadmap and stuff like that. Uh, but as far as some, some features that we have planned that uh, just for whatever reason aren't ready to introduce yet, um, a lot of it is around the online modes. Um, like I mentioned, like we just we just pushed out our 0.5 update a couple of weeks ago that is introducing a lot of social features. 
So uh, like I said, adding friends lists, creating lobbies and stuff like that. And I think there's just a lot of like a lot of room to play with game modes around stuff like that. Um, so as far as online game modes, you know, I mentioned having a bigger player base, we would really love, uh, I think, I think there's a space to have some sort of battle royale mode where maybe you get put into, I don't know, just a 100 person lobby or something like that, that you, you know, you go and, uh, match make into, and then you lose one battle and you're out, you know, some, you know, just kind of classic battle royale rules, rules, I think could, could work with this sort of game. Um, but then we also want to do, you know, ranked modes with actual matchmaking and stuff like that, because all the um, live online right now is just, uh, you know, inviting a friend and playing against your friends, which is really fun. But, uh, you know, certain things just require a, an established player base first to do. So those, you know, ranked competitive modes, uh, battle royale, stuff like that, uh, stuff we're really excited for. Yeah, I, I love to hear the plans for the future. And you guys have a pretty good player base already of just just one convention showing the game off. You yep. got, I mean, I feel like there's a good like 150, 200 people in your guys' Discord. Um, you definitely can go check that out. Anybody that's watching, um, the game is on there right now. You can play it, give it a try. Um, and then you can tell Pat exactly what you think about it, whether it's good or bad. Um, but I just want to say thanks for coming on, man. I do really appreciate you coming on to talk about the game. Teramachi is super fun, so go get in the Discord, check it out. Um, and we'll see you back here for episode 100 next week. Thank you for coming on, Pat. And until next time, peace. Thanks, man.